Welcome to And the Band Played On with Orchestra Next, a podcast for the pandemic. This series will feature performances from Orchestra Next musicians, reactions from our audience, interviews with local artists, and lively banter from your hosts, Sarah Veens and Brian McWhorter. This episode is brought to you by the PPP loan from the federal government. The music you just heard is titled The Snow Queen, composed by Kenji Bunch, performed by Orchestra Next. Today we're going to hear a piece performed by Wonkat Kim on clarinet and Grace Choi on piano. This is Louis Kauzak's Cantaline. And just before they start playing, you're going to hear a little bit of them rehearsing.
That was uh, Cantaline by Louis Cauzac, performed by Wong Kat Kim on the clarinet and Grace Choi on the piano. Wong Kat Kim is Orchestra Next's principal clarinetist and also assistant professor of clarinet at the University of Oregon. And here to talk about it is Danica Scott, Vice Provost for Undergraduate Education and Student Success. Dr. Scott, a toxicologist by training, came to the U of O from the University of Minnesota, where she served as a professor in the Department of Pharmaceutical Care and Health Systems in the College of Pharmacy. Here at the U of O, she is responsible for developing and implementing strategic priorities for student success initiatives, as well as for facilitating reform of relevant university policies and procedures. Danica, welcome to And the Band Played On. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Brian. I wonder what you thought of that performance. Wow. That's what it was. Wow. Just wow. So I'm sitting here, I'm listening, eyes closed, really transformed. There were these, these moments where I just got goosebumps, um, just tachycardic. I could feel my heart rate increase because it was so beautiful, almost this shiver especially in the, in the very beginning. And, and I have, it was, it was smooth like butter, <laughs> you know, um, just really, um, it, it felt like, like water flowing. Right. Um, mm. Just so well played with such a rich sound. Um, and it was those moments with the runs that were mm. just um, spectacular. Um, my favorite composer is um, Chopin, and I love the nocturnes. And um, so I, I was, I kind of had that feeling. But then also there were these moments that felt like jazz. Yeah. You know, ooh, I'm not necessarily the, the biggest fan of the clarinet. Um, and um, in general, in this, this piece and how it was played makes me, a fan of the clarinet, right? And so what an amazing performance. Um, And even talking about it, I just kind of, there's like this little, it's tachycardic, it was just beautiful. I don't even know what else to say. It was absolutely, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, Tachycardic. Yes, increased heart rate, sorry. And I also share with you that, I I mean, with all due respect to my colleague, uh, clarinet is my least favorite orchestral instrument um, I've never really understood it. Uh, Me why, too. Sorry, it... I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm sorry. Like, I've just I've never been a fan, and I played. You know, I'm an I just I'm I'm an oboe player, but not really. But you know, I've just I've the clarinet has never really done anything for me. I'm I'm there. Although while clarinet is not my favorite, Juan is really convincing me to maybe be a convert here. I know, right? One killed it. I just have to say, he killed it. How long has it been since you've picked up an oboe? <laughs> let's say. Um, <laughs> let's just say it's been a while. I um, And, and I, I did pick it up after, after uh, many, many years. And actually, after taking that time off, when I started playing again, Brian, I couldn't hold a whole note. Like, my embouchure was just... I, I didn't even have an embouchure. It was in, in the muscles in my face were shaking. My lungs were like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I don't remember, even when I was starting out, I don't remember being and sounding as bad as I did when I picked it back up again. Like, I could have <laughs> never sound this bad. <laughs> it's amazing how just a few days will will make that happen. Yeah. But if we're talking like years, okay. But I also wanted to pull focus a little bit to what we heard at the very beginning of this track. We heard them 
singing together like da 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 dee da da. They they actually didn't want that necessarily to be in the recording. I asked them, could I please use it in the recording because it's so amazing. That was one of the best parts. <laughs> Tell me what you heard with that. Yeah, um, just working together as a team to ensure that they are producing great music for the audience. It was nice mm. to be able to hear that. That's why I think it was really important for that segment to be included to see, you know, this is this is how we make the sausage, right? These are the pieces yeah. that come together. Like you get this end point with this great sausage in the end, but you have no idea how it's put together. And so you get a window into that. And I thought it was great. That was fantastic. Was like, right. You let me be a fly on the wall for half a second as you are um you know, preparing to 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 entertain with with the music. And how great was that? Thank you. So I know you're a music lover and I know you frequent uh, concerts with Eugene Symphony and the opera. What are you finding yourself missing about going to those shows right now? Yeah, I think it is just gathering of like-minded folks who appreciate the art, right? That appreciates the music and you're surrounded by people who um, are convening to just hear amazing music or just to see amazing dance. So that's what we're missing right now in the middle of COVID, I think is the fellowship. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what, what I really miss. I'm an extrovert off the charts. So the struggle is real, Brian. I mean, and I get it. <laughs> I truly, <laughs> truly get it. Um, and so that's, that's the part of it. But what I have been, um, what's been great is the, the ways in which musicians are still able to share mm. um, music and share arts in the middle of COVID. So we're using technology in ways that we haven't that still can unite people um, and we still have access to, um, to this great music, even though it's not in a concert hall or you know, you're not sitting around other people who, if they heard this would, would be tachycardic as well and you know, would get, have goosebumps together in this collective. Um, so we don't have that, but we still have access to be able to do that in these moments that we're like you and I are in right now. Mm -hmm. Would you have started this particular podcast or done it in this particular way if we weren't in the middle of COVID? So, and no, what it does is it it also um, it expands and increases access to others who may not necessarily be able to um, come to a concert or for whatever reason. So everyone has access to a podcast, right? And all of these other ways. So while um, COVID has diminished ways that we do things traditionally. We're finding other ways. And I love the, the, the way that we have an opportunity to include more and more people so that mm -hmm. they can enjoy as well. So I, I'm a silver line person and, you know, we can find that, you know. So that part I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Now, let, let's be clear. I miss my peeps. I miss... Um, being around people, but we found ways to, to make it work for the amount of time that we need to do it. That's great. Um, I hope you'll consider coming back on as an oboist. <laughs> now you have jokes. <laughs> oh, jokes, Brian, you have jokes. <laughs> 
Well, it's been great to talk to you, Danica. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. Thanks so much. And now we have the pleasure of listening to a piece composed by our principal harpist with Orchestra Next. This is Laura Zarr's River Right Rumba. And I'm going to read a little bit about what she talked about with this piece. This is from Laura. One of my all-time favorite whitewater kayaking runs is on the Little North Santiam, locally known as the Little North Fork. It flows into the North Santiam close to Mahama. I wrote River Right Rumba with all the great kayaking waves in mind on River Right. I filmed a little video with harp and kayak in May at North Fork County Park, which is right in the middle of the Beachy Creek Fire. The whole drainage is now nothing but cinders. Now when I play River Right Rumba, the joy and the exuberance of white water is still with me, but now the memories are singed with tragedy.
That was Laura Czar, principal harpist for Orchestra Next, performing her own composition, River Right Roomba. And I'm very fortunate to invite Representative Marty Wildey here to talk to us today. Representative Marty Wildey grew up in rural Oregon. His father was an organic farmer on the Coast Range, and his mother was an educator. His family was poor, but were able to survive with the support of his community and the government. After graduating from University of Maryland, Marty decided to commit himself to public service by joining the Oregon Army National Guard and later the Air National Guard. Through his 25 years of military service, Representative Wildey has fought forest fires in Oregon, worked on converting a coal plant in Alaska, prosecuted cases of sexual assault in Qatar, hunted down war criminals in Bosnia, and served as chief rule of law in Afghanistan. He was awarded a bronze medal for his he was awarded a bronze star for his work in Afghanistan. And you've likely seen his name on the ballot that came to your door. Marty, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's quite great to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, it's an honor. And uh, just reading through your bio is an event all on its own. Uh, what, what a life you've had and what uh, dedicated to public service as you are. Um, I'm wondering you. what you thought of this performance. Oh, I thought it was a, it's a wonderful piece and a lovely performance. Um, it reminds me a bit of uh, Appalachian Spring, I think, uh, sort of a bright melody supported by an underlying theme and sort of mirroring the white water splashing over the deeper flow of the river. Um, it reminded me of growing up, uh, you know, the, my favorite summer entertainment was when I grew up out in the, by Triangle Lake uh, uh, on Lake Creek, splashing up and down it all summer, um, which then evolved into guiding rafting trips with the outdoor program on the uh, North Umpqua and Mackenzie. Um, and then, you know, seeing the, even the continuity of the river through the fires uh, in, in my district. And uh, I also went up to the, the river she was talking about uh, up by Detroit, um, Oregon to see the, the damage there, but it, it will, it will recover. So the, uh, the hopefulness of the melody, uh, you know, tempered by the, um, tragedy that gone through. It was just a lovely experience. What did you see up there? Wow. Well, uh, I saw, um, well, first I, I mean, I got invited up there to recognize some, some real heroes who, when the fire was the worst and cut roads on both sides of uh, Detroit, uh, I met the, uh, firefighters who evacuated, I think it was 79 people, uh, over the back roads, um, to Mount Hood. Um, you know, sometimes with fire on both sides of the road, um, they, um, as so many of us do, they had, they retreated to safety, uh, by the river, by, um, Detroit Lake there, uh, and then, uh, were able to, to, to escape there. Uh, I saw obviously a lot of destruction, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, the buildings were gone, uh, people's homes, people's summer homes, um, things like that, but, you know, the fundamental beauty of, of nature is still there and uh, we're going to make sure that people are taken care of and, and come back. Uh, I think um, I mean, the piece inspires some hope in me as well. I think um, sometimes in tough times like this, it's easy to forget the arts, but really they're, they're what inspires us and they're uh, what will improve what we rebuild uh, and uh, keep us moving forward through the tough times. 
Yeah. Um, as you know, I mean, there's, uh, in the arts, we, we have this catastrophe um, where all of our shows are canceled. You know, none of the halls that have we've gone to for refuge uh, are open. Even our performers are just struggling trying to figure out how to get their own work out there. And of course, that's partly what we're doing with this podcast. Thank you for starting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we we owe it to our musicians to try to deal with whatever stage we have available to us. And right now, the internet is our our only stage. So that's what we're we're trying to do. I'm wondering, am I right in this that you are you were or are also a musician? Oh, I was. (laughs) What did did you do? Yes, I. I, a flute and a little bit of guitar and back in the day. I really enjoyed, um, you know, bands and orchestras, marching band. Um, but uh, I used to particularly love um, Rossini was one of my favorites one to play. And we did uh, Italian in Algiers in one of these uh, traveling orchestras that you do with kid, for kids. And uh, well, that was a great experience. Um, just a, and, and what a lovely piece as well. So um, I always I always felt for the oboe player though because that one's it's it's a, you know oboe is a tough instrument and yes. so you know this is a, this is a high school orchestra and your oboist is usually you know just starting to master the instrument and like oh by the way right. <laughs> we are going to do the centerpiece of the whole show. Right. <laughs> he, was, he was sweating bullets right behind us. <laughs> Were you playing flute on, the, on that piece? Huh? Sorry, were you oh, playing yeah, flute? I played, flute? I played. I was one of the uh, flutists on that piece. Uh, I, I uh, really tell enjoyed me, it. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Tell me, you still have the, your flute? Oh, I gave it to my cousin, uh, who really he really needed one. Um, so I, I, I sometimes regret it, but I think he got more use out of it than I was. Uh, uh, it seems like uh, as much as I might enjoy it to. to play or listen to music more. Uh, certainly at this time in election, I, I spend all my time on the phone talking to voters and reminding people to vote. <laughs> but uh, but I still have a very appreciative audience, uh, I have to say. I love the work the symphony's done and the orchestra. Um, and really all the uh, folks are reaching out. I was at a Zoom event for uh, the ballet the other day and they're you know doing a walkthrough of their new facility, the Midtown Arts um, complex there. And then, you know, having, um, you know, they had a, a soloist go through a piece and uh, we all, uh, you know, appreciated it. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a chance also to appreciate um, all the work that goes into it too. Because I mean, normally you just come in and you see the, the completed thing. And so, um, and you know, the, the, the wonderful experience that people have built, but to see, you know, one artist, in that case, a dancer uh, dancing in a, uh, you know, a bare studio. And, and, and it was really interesting because of course, usually the orchestra covers the sounds of the dancing, but uh, we were watching this Zoom thing, and you know, there's a lot of thumps and booms, and, and you realize, wow, that's a lot of work. They make it look it looks beautiful, but the sound without the music in the background, you go, oh, wow! It just makes you appreciate how much uh, work goes into it, and, and really the incredibly talented people who who do it. Oh, it looks so hard. It's funny, you know. Um, of course in my role as music director for the ballet and and with orchestra next all the productions we do Mm -hmm. you know my head 
is at level with the stage, right? So mm-hmm. I'm in the pit, but but my my ears are right at stage level, and so all the thumping of the toe shoes and the guys jumping down, <laughs> pounding away, and it it can really if I'm not really concentrating, it can totally yeah. throw my tempos because I'm feeling like <laughs> this this powerful signal coming from the dancers, like you've got to be here and and I'm not there. It's so loud actually, but I've, it's funny that in this time when, you know, this is the first year in our, this is our ninth year, but also the emptiest year. We are not doing a single production with the ballet, of course, this year. And I I will have sort of daydreams about performing again, Nutcracker, which I will sorely miss this year. And it's funny that one of the sounds I miss in my memory are those, those sounds of their feet <laughs> on the stage. I, I yeah. miss the community. I miss the, the uh, engagement with them, the interaction with them, that collaboration so, so, sure. so much. Yeah. I, um, my favorite story about that interaction is um, one of the most fun I read. I was in the pit orchestra for a production of sweet charity and um there's a scene uh, or towards the end where the protagonist falls in a lake. And so she falls off the front of the stage. Um, And so, you know, we didn't have a very big pit to begin with. And then we had these two mattresses right in the middle and the four conductors trying to handle, you know, uh, you know, the orchestra set off on both sides. Uh, It was really funny. And oh, then, so it yeah. was planned. As, as the flutist, it, I was on one side and the, the trumpet was on the other side. And our job was to help her climb back up on the stage after she fell. So, you know, she comes in, you know, and then she's supposed to crawl out of the lake at the end. And uh, it was just, I said, I don't know, I was signing up for this when I was uh, <laughs> going to be in the pit orchestra. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, that sounds... That sounds frightening. I, I don't know if the um, if our insurance company would even allow for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's fun stories. Fun that's stories. great. No, no. I miss it. I miss it. Uh, I, uh, it's uh, it is. It's true. It also reminds me. You know what a um, you know a physical act it is. I uh, um, to 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 you know not just the dancing but uh, everything involved in the production of these these big arts uh, events. Um, I, I, I laugh at the sort of comparison of, you know, what we're getting by with now uh, and, and what we used to do. I, I, I compare it with campaigning. When my first campaign, we knocked, I knocked personally on 11,500 doors. Oh. And it shocked me how, like, physical it was. Like, you know, it's not just, hey, yeah, I want to throw my name in the hat. And, but it's actually getting out and meeting people. And it's, you know, I, think, I think doing a full production is like that, whereas, you know, campaigning this time, you know, it, it, it's pleasant. I talk to people and make a lot of phone calls, but it, it kind of pales in comparison. And the same thing for the arts. It's like, you know, we're doing what we can, but there's so much more uh, we could do uh, and we want to do. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to things. And uh, I just, I try to remind people it uh, it's dragging on, but it's not forever. And we will have a vaccine uh, early next year. And then, you know, in six months or so, we'll get the vaccine out to everyone. And then you know, we'll get to engage in all these wonderful activities that we love and, and, and bring back the arts. Um, so. I, I hope I hope the same thing. You know, what's interesting to me about, I mean, first of all, Marty, I think once a musician, always a musician. Sorry to tell you, you're still a musician. <laughs> I'm just very out of practice. <laughs> all we need to do, we're just going to find a flute for you, and then somehow we're going to get you involved in in something that we do. It's going to be fun. Trust yeah. me. Don't don't say no. Don't say no. We're gonna we got this worked out. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I think it's interesting to me about those of us who have studied music and then somehow we find ourselves in a role where talking is the majority of what we do. Like for me as a professor, I sit, you know, I stand in front of tons and tons of people and I try to explain certain things. I know it's not a direct line, but somehow I feel like what I have learned in my life vis-a-vis uh, -vis music um, comes into play with my rhetorical style. Um, not to say that I'm proud of my rhetorical style all the time, but there's something about the, just the way that I communicate that I think is somehow influenced. I'm wondering if you find the same thing. Oh, sure. I, I uh, sometimes remind myself, um, you know, the goal in giving a speech or making a presentation is, is not just to blurt the words out as fast as you can, although I've been guilty of that in the past, <laughs> but rather to find a, a, you know, a tempo and, and uh, a manner of speaking, which is engaging to the audience, brings them in, right? Um, and so, uh, and, you know, with that comes uh, to get there, it requires the discipline of practice. So you're not just focusing on, you know, matching the words to what you're saying, but rather thinking of the delivery and the timing and, and uh, how it's being received and, and reacting to that. Um, yes, it, it is a performance of, of, of sorts. And it does bring me back to the uh, warm when I was back in 10th grade, we had speaking class, public speech, and, and the, he would do these warm up exercises where you had to stand up and, you know, shout out a, a series of nonsense syllables just to, <laughs> just so you would focus on, 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 on the delivery as opposed to the, uh, you know, what was being said or the, the logic behind it. Um, it was really a, a positive experience. Although we, of course, mocked it at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, great. What are you going to do? Uh, I found it to be useful later in my life. Uh, uh, oh, that's great. I love that example. Well, Marty, this has been a pleasure. I'm wishing you all the best in this upcoming election and all of us. I'm wishing all of us the best in this upcoming election. And I appreciate your time and, of course, your service. Thank you so well, much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. And this completes today's episode of And the Band Played On. Many thanks to all of our supporters. We love putting these shows together for you, but it's expensive for us. So if you'd like to support what we do, please go to orchestranext.com. Be well and play on.